Today is Monday, December 26th. The title of our devotional is Jesus, Our Savior. This week, we're going to take a closer look at the two names that the angel gives for the child in Matthew's account of the birth narrative. We kind of breezed through these um, a couple weeks ago when we came across them as we preached through Matthew's account of the birth narrative. Um, but today, this week, we're just going to focus in on these two names. Matthew 1, 21 to 23. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. The name Jesus means God saves. When we came across this text a couple of weeks ago in our series, I focused on the significance of a name in the culture and time in which Jesus was born. Today and tomorrow, we're going to hone in on the significance of the word save. Here in this text, Matthew specifically says that Jesus will save his people from their sins in verse 21. John's gospel says it as well. John 3, 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. In the epistles, we get a more theological explanation of Christ's salvation. Through faith, he saves us from our sin and the just consequences of our sin, ultimately death. Our sin leaves us at enmity with God. Our relationship with him has been fractured. Only through the atonement, that is Christ's sacrifice on the cross, can the enmity be undone and right relationship with God be restored. There must be punishment for sin or God would fail to be just. Yet we humans are incapable of being holy by our own effort. Therefore, we need atonement. The atoning sacrifice in the Old Testament always pointed ahead to the perfect and efficacious sacrifice of Jesus. It's for this reason that Jesus is called by John, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world in John 1.29. In his sacrifice on the cross, Jesus appeased the righteous wrath of God against evil. When we believe in Jesus, then, his righteousness is credited to our account, on our behalf, so that we can stand before God as righteous. Romans 1-11 through is all about the theology of this great exchange, our sin for Christ's righteousness. Romans 5, 9 through 10 says, Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Ephesians, which is like Romans but shorter, says the same thing. Note in 2, 1 through 10 how we are dead in our trespasses and sins, and made alive in Christ by the grace of God through faith in Jesus. Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, let's read it all. This is a great synopsis of the salvation message and the salvation that Jesus brought. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. 
For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now this is basic Christian theology, but worth brushing up on often. I'd encourage you to so familiarize yourself with this language by thanking God in prayer for salvation and talking about it with friends and family members. It's my experience that Christians often have a vague understanding of this theology, but can't articulate it very well when asked. Writing and speaking force clarity. So if you've never had to write it, da- write it down or spell it out verbally, likely some of this may be unclear. So I'd encourage you to write it out or speak about it so that you clarify the verbiage of salvation. For additional content, I've linked you to the Bible Project video on sacrifice and atonement. It really gets at the heart of salvation.